and welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner. I'm very excited about what we're talking about today, Pastor Shelley. We're talking about the gospel. Wow. What is the gospel? What does it mean? You you walk into a church and they say, believe the gospel. The the Bible is the gospel. And, That's and right. And you hear that word and you never think, what is the gospel? And there are a lot of people, this is for not just pastors that we're going to talk about today. This is also for, also for lay people, people in the church. What is the gospel? Why do we believe it? We see the New Testament uses the word gospel 96 times. Over 90 times the word gospel is used. We know the Greek word can be translated both gospel and good news in the New Testament. And so one cannot argue that that the gospel isn't the center fo- center focus of the New Testament. It is. It's the center focus of the New Testament. It is through the four Gospels, through Paul's writing, through Peter, uh, through the New Testament. The Gospel is center stage. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 16, Yet when I preach the Gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. And woe to me if I, listen to this, do not preach the gospel. It is the centerpiece of Christianity. It's the centerpiece of Paul, Peter's, and Jesus's preaching and teaching. So when we say preach the gospel in that scripture that you just read, Paul says, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. What does that mean? Is that just for pastors? Is that just for, is that for everybody? What does that mean? We, We know that Jesus, his ministry was was focused, it was predicated on the gospel. He said in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news mm-hmm. or, or the gospel, the gospel. To, to the people, to, to, the, to the poor, the oppressed, the prisoners, preaching freedom, the gospel. So, Pastor Shelley, what is the gospel? What, what is it important? Why is it important? Why is it the center focus of Scripture? Why do we talk about it so much? What is the gospel? I believe that word gospel, good news, can be broken down into four different parts. And the first part, and we're going to play a little game here. I'm Mm -hmm. going to share the number one part that it's broken down in. You give me a scripture to go with it. Okay. So here's number one. The first part of describing what is the gospel is Christ's death, burial, burial, and resurrection. His life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. His life and the four Gospels, that's why we call them the four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They describe for us Jesus' life, Jesus' death, and Jesus' resurrection. That is the first part of when we say the gospel, that's what we mean, the life and death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Now I remind you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received and in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word that I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day 
in accordance with the scriptures. So Noah, when we preach and when we teach and when we share the gospel, it must include the life of Christ, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ. It, it must include that. If it doesn't include that, then it's not the gospel. You haven't shared the gospel. And so when we go and we evangelize, again, this isn't just for pastors who are preaching on a Sunday morning. No. This is an everyday conversation. If you want to be somebody who's sharing the gospel, and if you leave out the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you haven't shared the gospel. Absolutely. Number two, the second part of our definition of the gospel. What is the gospel? It is confession and repentance of sin. We confess and we repent from sin. And we find that throughout the scriptures. It must be included when we, when we share our testimony. We include Christ and what he, how we found him and then how we responded to him through confession and repentance. Find me a scripture. I know there's a lot out there. What scripture do you have to go to with part number two, confession and the repentance from sin? There, there are a lot of scriptures. I found Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. It says, Now after John, John the Baptist, was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. If there's not repentance and there's not confession of sin, then we have not stumbled on the gospel. Right. It has to be included. In my preaching and your preaching, my teaching, your teaching, it must include Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. It must include calling people to confession and repentance from sin. The biggest reason that that is, is, is I've heard it said before, that if you're sharing the gospel, you cannot bring them into salvation if they don't understand first that they're lost. And so right. their, their response to their sinfulness, you know, Romans 3 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're, no one is righteous. We're all separated from him. And so we have sinfulness within us. We must repent, turn away from that sin, confess those sins, and believe in the gospel. When there's not repentance and confession tied to the life of Christ, the life of Christ becomes a bedtime story and mm -hmm. nothing more. For Jesus to affect our life, for Jesus to change our life, there has to be repentance and confession of our sins. Good. Number three, the third part of the term gospel is surrendering to the Lordship of Christ. If Jesus Christ is not Lord of all, he's not Lord of at, at all. all. We've heard that over and over. For it to be real, for the gospel to be real in your life, there has to be lordship. Christ must be Lord. If he's not Lord, there's not repentance. There's not confession. And guess what? The story of Christ becomes a bedtime story mm -hmm. and nothing more. What scripture? I have one, but I want to hear your scripture on the Lordship of Christ. 
Pastor Shelley, I like Romans 10, verse 9. Oh, me too. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I think that this question of lordship is, is a question uh, to be to simplify of who has your heart. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Who has your heart? Some may say, you know, the political party that I'm associated with, they have my heart. My family, they have my heart. But none of those, pale, they all pale in comparison to Christ and, and his lordship that we must have in following him. And, and Jesus must have our heart. He must be lord of our life. If there's no lordship, there's no gospel. Mm-hmm. Good. That was my verse two, Romans 10, 9. Number four, one more. To finish out these four things that that define what we preach, what we teach, and what we share, the gospel. Number four is being discipled and discipling others. Um, Jesus picked 12 men, and they he taught them and discipled them. We call them the disciples because he discipled them and grew them in the Lord, gave them an understanding of his calling, uh, gave them an understanding of God who is on the throne, and in that they began to understand the gospel. If there is no growth, if there's no sanctification, there's no gospel. Mm -hmm. What about a scripture that will drive home the point that the gospel is tied to discipleship? Again, Pastor Shelley, there's so many. Uh, Probably one of the most clear examples of discipleship is, is Jesus's words in Matthew 28. Verse 18, and Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of who? Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There, there is a make disciples of all nations. That's the command that, that, comes with the gospel. If you if you're not sharing that that replication and, and that discipleship and that growth, you're not sharing the whole gospel. The nature of the gospel itself, just the content of it that that we are sinners that we need Jesus, we need his work on the cross, nothing that we can do. It it it's predicated then on that that we go and share that afterward and to tell other people to disciple others, we ourselves grow in that lordship of Christ in that sanctification process. These four things, these four ingredients is what makes up the gospel. You and I tried to find a number five. We, we didn't. It might be out there. Mm-hmm. I challenged the listeners. Maybe they can think of a number five that, that doesn't fit in these categories. Everything that we thought of kind of came back to these four key uh, parts of the gospel the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, confession and repentance is number two, the lordship of Christ and surrendering to the lordship of Christ is number three, and being a disciple and making disciples is number four. You put those together, and that makes up the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, the teaching of the gospel, the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Notice what it says in Revelation. It says this in Revelations 14. Remember the three angels, and they were flying, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth. And notice who it's proclaimed to. Every nation, every tribe, every language, and every people. The, the Bible is clear. The scripture is clear. That our job, and by the way, the angel's job, we see that in the Christmas story, the angel mm-hmm. proclaiming the good news. Our job, the centerpiece, is for the world to hear the good news of the gospel. And those four things is what makes up that little word, gospel. Absolutely. And it is absolutely necessary that this gospel, one, that we understand it fully, and it's full, four parts. We, we must understand it correctly, and then we must turn around and we must share it. Our whole Christian faith we can we can disagree on on some theology, some some doctrines in, in other churches, whatever. To be a Christian, you have to believe the gospel. Period, and, and so our entire faith is built upon that gospel that Christ shared, that His life, death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. That it's predicated on confessing and believing the gospel and, and repentance of that gospel making sure that that Christ right. is the Lord of Lordship. our life, that he has our heart, and then that we we engage in discipleship. We are growing, and then we turn around and we replicate that, and we disciple others in the gospel. Thank yes. you, Pastor Shelley, for uh, for this podcast and, and for the stuff that we've talked about today in the gospel. Why don't you pray for us as we, as we leave out today? I will. Let's pray together. Father, first of all, we thank you for the gospel. Jesus, if you had not been obedient unto death, even death on a cross, we would not have the gospel today. Thank you, Lord. Lord, help us to be faithful to sharing, teaching, and preaching your gospel to a lost world. I pray that we will agree with Paul when he says, Woe to me if I do not preach and teach and share the gospel. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shelley, and thank you all for listening. Uh, I just want to ask you to leave a comment, leave a review on the podcasting app that you're listening to, and just remember, Jesus is the answer.